Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So we created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Jimmy. How's your week been? I am still trying to recover from whatever bad juju from last weekend. I'm just, I don't know. It's its like, y'all, the flu is out here and these viruses are out here and COVID's out here. We out here doing bad, y'all. Like, wash your hands and put your mask on if you're around people that's been coughing. Because let me tell you, it I am like broke down right now. It is it is bad. And I feel like I cannot recuperate. But, you know, life goes on, right? Like, I still went to work. I still took care of my child. I still have my Christmas photos last weekend. Like, you just do what you have to do to move forward. But, man, I feel I feel, I feel horrible. I feel horrible right now. And I'm hoping and praying that you guys don't feel like I sound right now, which is awful. So that's how my week has been. Everybody else in my house feels great. Harrison has been making me tea every day. So he thinks that he is taking care of me. So um, everybody else is great. And I so I can't complain about it because I keep on thinking Harrison's going to get sick. But, you know, truth, you know, truth be told, he probably gave this to me, which is probably why his little antibodies are keeping him on and popping, okay? Like not skip the beats. So yeah. Yeah. It's been it's been a long week, y'all. Pray my strength. Well, I'm not happy that you're not feeling well, but my how the tables have turned. I feel like last year I was always the one that sounded like a man. And this year it's like, Nicole, you sound like a man. What is going on? That's what happens when you have a child and y'all, Nicole is actually coughing right now as I'm saying this. So I feel bad. But like yeah, no, she, this is what happens when you have children in daycare. I don't know why daycares are such petri dishes for germs, but every parent that I know that has a child in daycare or anything before first grade, they're all sick. They're all sick or just getting over illness because I feel like, what is it called? Hand, foot, mouth disease. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I feel like I've heard of that before. And I feel like kids just do everything and then they just spread it on to us. And we're used to, you know, people that wash their hands, hopefully, you know, some some people, we still got to train them even after a pandemic. But, you know, we're used to people that wash their hands and, and our bodies are used to being, you know, not coughed on or sneezed on or rubbed your snotty nose on. So y'all, if you have kids that are school age, I will say, or in daycare, I pray for you. Through this holiday season, I pray for you that you don't get sick because y'all, daycare's got to be more clean. I don't know what's going on. Let's let's teach the kids to wash their hands when they want. So, Janine, how has your week been? Um, it was. It's been busy. You know, this is like, and it's not busy like I have a lot of work to do. So let me let me not make it sound so. Um, let me not make myself sound so put upon. That's not what it is. It's, you know, it's holiday season. People want to have their holiday parties. Um, We had our holiday party. It was great fun. But yeah, it's holiday party season and gala season. So everyone is like, hey, come to this, do this. So I'm a little exhausted, not from bad stuff, not from work, not from anything that that is um, not fun. So it's all been fun. It's just been a lot. It's been a lot of like 
late nights and early mornings and remembering to have one less glass of wine the next event you go to so that you so that you don't have a, a headache when you wake up the next morning. No, I, I don't I don't typically drink that much to get hungover. But yeah, it's just that busy season. I will be very happy when the last two weeks of the year get here and I'm off and I can relax and yeah, do those things. Like I don't know if I told the people, did I tell the people that I bought a house? I told the people I bought a house. Well, y'all, I haven't moved into said house yet. You know why? Because Janine has been outside. But outside is not very nice to Janine. So it's not that outside is not nice. It's that outside is a lot. And Janine is 40 plus now. So outside isn't really, it's not really where I'd like to be. I want to be in my house. Like I want to get my house together and go to the home decor store and I don't want to be outside much anymore. Like this is, I think the age where you say like, oh, I'm inside. And if you want to see me, you got to come to where my inside is. Cause the outside ain't for me, but yeah, it's been fun. But y'all, I'm going to come to everybody's holiday party that I've RSVP to and said I was going to come Lord willing. However, if you have not sent me an invitation already and I didn't say I was going to come, it's not likely I'll show up, charge it to my head, not my heart. I'm getting old. Y'all got to get on my calendar early. This is what happens when you get older. What happens when you get older is I have not been invited to like not one holiday party, not one. And I'm not going to be salty about it, but not one. Um, I've invited to a, a couple of events, but no holiday parties at anybody's house. But I have all of the holiday festivities at my house, like literally like either an outing or something at my house for like seven days maybe even more than that straight starting like the 22nd. So I guess I am the party, but you know who is on and popping? Harrison. He keeps a busy weekend calendar. I swear for God, we literally have his, he has his own calendar. It's ridiculous. So thank y'all for inviting my baby. But can I get a grown up event? Can I get a cocktail? Just saying, Johnny. And so I'm, I'm envious. Don't be holiday events that you have to go to. Don't be because you are the host of said holiday parties. See, you are the friend that I have in DC that it's like, oh, we need to have a party. Okay. Where are we having it? Cause it's not going to be my house. No. And I'm not going to say it's not going to be my house. Cause now that I live closer to the city, it's, it's more likely that I will host, but you know, I live all the way out in East Jablip in comparison to where my friends live. So my friends in Baltimore are about an hour away and my friends in DC are hour plus away. So it's like, I live in the, when I tell you I live in East Jablip, I'm not joking. Like that's why I don't host, but now I can host, but I have to finish getting my house together first. So we got to do moving on, on steroids, but yeah. We got to, we got to get it moving because Nicole, you know, I'm of the age where I need to, we need to have house parties and I need to be able to walk down the street to get to my bed, not get in a car, drive somewhere and then get to my bed. I need to be able to walk down the street. Like we need to start having neighborhood stuff. Like if you live within five minutes of me, then let's go get together. That's how, that's how I feel. Or if you, or if you just want to come in, I mean, Nicole, you're always welcome to come to my house, but like. Nicole, you don't get invited because you're the you're the hostess. That's the point. Like the people want you to invite them to your house. That's typically what happened when you have the biggest house of the the friend group, Nicole. First of all, I don't think I have the biggest. Oh, I definitely now don't have the biggest house. Let me tell you. So I have a friend that has like a couple of friends actually that have mansions. So I, I definitely don't have the biggest house. I have been invited to said mansion. From, you see, we had her on the podcast, Dr. Harris. She bought her dream house about a little uh, over a year ago. And so I've been invited to her house to, for a couple gatherings in Indianapolis. I fly. I fly up. And then um, one of my really good friends here also just bought a mansion in Buckhead. But she has not. She literally just moved in like a week and a half ago and just recently had a baby. So she has been like back and forth to the hospital. So she hasn't been able to have anything at her house, but now they are the big, the friends with the two biggest friend groups. Who's I mean, the, two, who has the, houses. who has the mansion in Buckhead? Dr. Newman <laughs> has the mansion. In Buckhead. Uh, Let me tell you when these people, when I tell you these people have mansions, I'm talking about so much square footage. Like it makes my house look like the projects. I can't even lie. 
but I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. That's too much house for me to clean and too much house for me to pay somebody to clean because I can't afford it. Hello. I only have a couple of friends that are like that. A few. I have some people that I know that have mansions. You know, I don't live that far away from Potomac. So, you know, everything in Potomac is enormous. But I do have a friend that I've, I mean, she's one of my longest, closest, dearest friends. Love her to death. Shout out to Tati. She has a mansion. She has the kind of house where, like, you need to drive to your mailbox. Like, that kind of house. Where you're like, oh, hey, where are you? Oh, I'm at your, I I just entered through your gates. Oh, wait, I'll be there in five minutes. That kind of house. Yeah, she has that kind of house. But shout out to Tati. Love her. I've literally known Tati since I was in middle school, so. Oh, you people that have houses over 8,000 square feet. What what are y'all doing with it? Like, what are y'all doing with with that kind of house? Like, They host political fundraisers and gatherings where you know they they have to hire an event planner to put them together and yeah those kinds of things they have they have a house staff a home office and a staff that maintains their house that's the whole point crazy well i'm glad that i can come to y'all's house and get those cool little cute little door welcome treat thank you for coming treats they always be so nice don't they just so nice (sighs) all right so i wonder how our listeners have been this week Y'all, are you guys under the weather like us? Let us know how you guys have been this week. And please tell me you guys have been listening and sharing us with all your people. Because we love y'all. Yeah, and and share share with us. Y'all Y'all write us some of the wildest stuff, and we appreciate it. All right, Janine. So what's on our timeline this week? Okay, Nicole. So this, we know, is a Black Women Conversations podcast. But tonight, we are going to talk about the men. But... Nicole, it does pertain to us. It pertains to the ladies, so it's not 100% off, off of what we typically talk about. I can't express what the the young man know, goes by the name Truth Hurts, right? And his Instagram handle, or no, not Instagram, TikTok handle is Phoenix underscore Capricorn. So Truth Hurts, I can't tell you what he said, and I can't share it in such an emphatic way um, the same way that he shared it. So I'm just going to play the clip from his TikTok. When did men become so soft? Why is it that you men want everything that women need? I've never seen such a batch of soft men. Oh, I want to be nurtured. I want to be flew out. I want to be bought nice things. I want to be emotionally loved. I, I'm emotionally traumatized. You men sound like and then you wonder why these women don't submit to you. Oh, I'm still dealing with mommy. Like, you sound so goofy. It's sickening. You are not a woman. Get some fucking balls about yourself. Women come to men for strength, not the other way around. Women come to men for protection, not the other way around. Women come to men for nurturing in a sense, but it's not the way that y'all acting like it. Y'all acting like y'all want to be breastfed all over again. And then you wonder why these women don't respect you. It's not that she's masculine. It's not that she doesn't respect men. She can't view you as a man because you've never given her a safe space to treat you like a man. I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Women act like real women around real men. They can't help it. They become stupid. Oh, I don't know how to do it. They are, when you give them a safe space to do, could you get that light bulb for me? Could you help me with that light? They like to be women, but you don't make her feel like one. And that's why they act the way that they do. I am truth hurts. Now, Nicole, the soft life is a thing. We're not going to give dig, dig deep into this, at least not my side of it. I'm going to let you share your opinion. But the soft life is a thing, especially for black women, right? Because for so long, we've we've been the people who head up the household. We fix things. We're the go-to person when the world is on fire. Like literally, we're the go-to person when the world is on fire. And yeah, now we're just kind of like, you know what? We're ready for the soft life. But the problem with that is, is that the soft life comes with soft men. So we can't really have the soft life because the soft men aren't allowing us the space to have the soft life. They're not allowing us the safety, the security, the stability, the vulnerability to allow us to say, you know what? We trust that if we don't take control of things and if we're not the fixer and if we're not putting the blaze out of the world, that things will be okay. So 
where, where do we go? What do we do? These men are out here like, oh, well, we want to be pampered and catered to as well. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying because he went a little far with the emotions. I think that men should be able to express their emotions. However, I don't want you sitting here asking me to coddle you when I need to be coddled too. Like it's got to be a give and take. And right now the women are doing all the giving and the men are doing all the taking. And I think that that's where the problem lies. It's that if it, this can't be a, a take and take, it has to be a give and take. And I think that so many of these men are so used to their mom nurturing and coddling them that they don't know how to be a man to the woman that they're with because they so used to what they saw. Yeah. Now, let me be clear again. I'm not saying that men are not allowed to be in touch with their emotions. That's not what I'm saying. So y'all don't send us the emails about, you know, you talk about how men should be in touch. Yes, men should be in touch with their emotions. Men should be able to cry. They should be able to express themselves. That's not what I'm calling soft. Now, he said something different. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm calling soft is when you always want to be the one to be nurtured and coddled. Like you're Harrison's age and you're a grown man and you have a family that you need to support and be stable for. And you need to provide and protect and all of those things. But you too busy trying to have the woman that you're with come up with the plans and do the things that she's supposed to do because you want her to run the household. That's where we have a problem. But then you want her to be submissive too. So pick a side. Either you going grow up hair and you're going to run your household or you want to have a submissive wife. And if you want to have a submissive wife, then you need to grow a pair. Well, no, I guess that's the same thing. If you grow a pair and run your household, you then have a submissive wife. If you don't grow a pair and she's telling you what to do, then that's on you. You can't be upset that your woman is talking to you crazy and running her mouth and not listening to what you have to say and doing what she wants to do. You can't be upset at that when you want to be nurtured and coddled. That's Maybe it's me. And again, I think that I don't I don't want to blame the generation of mothers before us, but a lot of these men are so used to seeing their mothers just making it happen that they think that that's OK. That's the norm. That's acceptable when really it's just their mothers were making it happen because they had no choice. We have choices like there are things that that these men out here are thinking are normal and they're not. Men are supposed to profess, provide, protect. Chivalry is supposed to be a thing. But these men these days, they want to play the tit-for-tat game. They want to look like they're kept men. They don't want to do work. They kind of want to do work, but they really just want to have a 50-50 game. Like, y'all, we've talked about this before, but really, like, let me say this. I'm not a man, nor do I want to be. So there are certain things that I I can't speak to. But what I can say is there are certain things that are just men are supposed to do, right? They're supposed to open doors, cars, establishments, wherever. Open the doors. Walk on the street side of the road. Like, I'm not asking you to lay your coat down for me to walk over a puddle. I'm not saying that. But like, bills, that's on y'all. We're here to help. Now, if the agreement in your household is that your wife pays more money or pays the bills and you do something else or take care of the house, that's on you. But again, there needs to be some sort of like the man needs to step up and make said plan or talk to his wife about making said plan. Lead the household. I don't know, Nicole. Maybe maybe it's me. I don't want to hear that like we got to be considerate of our partners and we, you know, women said equal rights and blah, 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 blah. Let, uh, that's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is these men who are comfortable being kept men. I'm not talking about the ones who have arrangements with their wives and have made decisions and had the conversations and can still run their household. Let me tell you something. One of the, the strongest things that I've ever seen a man do is be a stay at home dad and still have the authority and the power and control over his household because he demands the respect from his family because he deserves it. We're not talking about what your position is. We're talking about how you command the respect of your family and those outside of your household. Y'all ain't commanding nothing, men. 
y'all are not commanding a thing. Y'all are commanding that we're telling you what to do, how to do it, and what time to do it. I don't know, Nicole. Maybe it's me. But clearly me and Truth Hurts, he and I are seeing things out of eye. What do you think, Nicole? So um, I think that his delivery was rather harsh. And I think I've heard this person before. He has a lot of um, he has a lot of thoughts on men and how we should how we should be as women and how men should treat women. Um, and I can appreciate it. His delivery is a little raw, but I can appreciate that too. Some people, of course, are going to get defensive because of his delivery. And so I think a lot of men in the comments were very defensive. And for some, you know, for me, it's like, if you can't say amen, say ouch. That's like when people used to get so offended by um, Kevin Samuel. Women used to get offended by him. I never got offended by him because I was like, he wasn't talking to me, right? Like, I'm quality. So you're not talking to me, so I'm not offended. I feel the same way men should should respond the same way. But a lot of men are in the comments and, you know, what they say, a hit dog will holler. So if you hollering in the comments, then to me that says more about you than it does about him being the messenger. But I can agree with that. He's right. Um, there are some men that are also trying to live the soft life, if you will. You know, I just found out what the soft life was last week, y'all. But some men are a little bit soft, right? They do want to be taken care of. They do want women to to play the same role they have in the relationship. And you know me. I'm from the South. I'm Southern, right? I want to be taken care of. I don't care how much money I make. I don't care what I do. I want to be taken care of. I want to at least feel like you can take care of me, okay? I, I want to feel that way. And I don't want to do things to get my hands dirty. Like, that's a man's job. And you're right. I can get on the ladder. I can give a little short 411 stuff up on the ladder and change the light bulb. But who wants to do that? I don't want to do that. I want you to change the light bulb. I want you to fix the pantry door. I want you to put together the little piece of furniture that I ordered on Amazon. I want you to put all that stuff together. I don't want to do that, right? I do not want to do that. And guess what, men? No woman wants to do that. Um, I have a problem whenever women, let me say, heterosexual women say, I'm a strong black woman. I don't need no man. Come on, y'all. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. You may not need them to survive, but you need them to feel like a woman. And you need them to pull their weight in the relationship. We do need you to play your role. We need you to help us raise these children. We need you to help discipline your kids. We need you to step up and be a man. We need you in our lives. That's just what it is. And so a lot of people from our podcast, y'all going to come for me for even saying that. But you know what? Y'all need to take a look at the mirror. You do. You do. Okay. And um, enough of this, you know, oh, well, we're all equal. No, I just don't believe in that. You know, I'm Southern. I don't believe that. I'm, I believe in you play your role. I play my role. You take out the trash. I will make sure you get your back rub at night. Like, hey, let's. Let's play, let's play our roles, okay? And let's make sure that you're making me feel like a woman and I will make sure you feel like a man. You make me feel like a queen. I will do my part to make you feel like a king. If that is you being spoiled, so be it. I can tell you now, anybody I've been with was spoiled. The one I'm with now, spoiled. But that's because I... And treat it like a queen, right? So it's my job to make sure that he's treated like a king. I'm just saying, like, that's the role, right? And so I think that he was on to something. I do think that he was right. His delivery, ah, a lot of people hollering in the comments, okay? But he said no lie. He said not near lie. Mm-mm. And for all the women that are, oh, I... You know, that's not how, that's not me. I don't need no man to do. Okay, you need to check yourself. 10 years from now, you're going to be looking back and listening to this podcast and wishing you had a man that made you feel like a woman instead of looking at Craig and them that is sitting down playing video games all day and not playing and paying no bills. I'm just saying. Because Craig and them all about him. He all about him. 
his video games like that. He don't care what you get, what you do when you get off work. He don't care. He not trying to make sure nothing fixed around the house. Fixed. Fixed. That thing that you were complaining about still broke. That's what he talking about, the soft men. I'm just saying. I, you don't have to like what I say. You ain't my man, so it don't matter. You, you irrelevant. I'm just saying. But somebody would be with me. Yeah, you going to fix what I need you to fix. You going to put together X, Y, Z. And that's not even me telling you what to do. That's me saying, babe, can you fix the door for me? Whenever you get the time. Whenever you get the time. Nicole, I think that a lot of women are saying they don't need a man because the men that they come across are these soft men. Nobody wants to be, to your point, nobody wants to be climbing on the ladder and doing things because they man don't want to do it or he's he just hasn't got the unction to do it yet. Like, who has the time? I need you to take some initiative, assertive role, because, like, let me tell you something. At least for you and I, Nicole, we are way too assertive and we have way too much going on. For us to be sitting around waiting to be trying to coax and prod a man to be doing something. Because at that point, Nicole and I are capable of doing things ourselves. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Jenny. So are you um, ready to read through some of these letters? Let's do it. All right. So my letter reads, Nicole and Janine, I've been with my man now for almost three years. Things are going well, and we've been talking about getting married. But I want us to live together first so I can make sure we can tolerate each other in the same space. So initially, when we talked about moving in, he was all in saying he was, he likes gender roles and that he would take care of things outside, like mowing the lawn and taking out the trash, but that he doesn't do much cooking. That's fine, because I love to cook, and he knows that. Even when he comes over, we always wash the dishes together, so I don't think he'll have any issues with us both keeping the house clean. At first, he talked about me being a stay-at-home mom once we have kids, but said he was open to having a working wife so that we had more leisure money. Now that we've signed the lease on our house, He's talking about us splitting all the bills 50-50. I was taken back because what happened to traditional gender roles? So am I really supposed to cook every day and work full time and pay half the bills? Me cooking daily doesn't seem like an even trade to mowing the line every other week and taking out the trash weekly. Why did women sign up for this? Ladies, how do I tell my man I expect to be taken care of? I don't mind working but I do not expect to be equally responsible for household bills. I feel he should carry the the brunt of the weight in that area. Signed, Methany. So, Methany, this is what Janine is going to tell you right now. Y'all not married? Girl, you've been together for less than five years. You Don't waste no more time. He wanted to split 50-50. He's soft. It's okay. And if and if it's 50-50, if he, if he wants to split it 50-50 and it's because of a financial reason, then he would have told you that, right? Like he would have told you, unfortunately, I can't afford this, right? There's There are conversations that need to be had when you're in a relationship, right? And if your man is not man enough to have those conversations, then he's not man enough to be your man. If it's a financial thing, then he needs to say that. I need help. That's why they, this this is, let's go back to Bible. Man that findeth the wife findeth the good thing, right? So if he needs help, then he needs to say that. And if he doesn't need help and he just stingy and wants you to split things 50-50, he's soft. I didn't pause because there was a break. I paused so that you all could understand what I just said. If your man wants you to split the bills 50-50 for the sake of splitting bills, not because there is a financial reason that he cannot afford them, or it's something that you've previously discussed, or there's something that you're working towards, he's just being soft. What he's saying is that the gender roles are equal, and whatever it is that he wants you to do is whatever it is that you need to do, and whatever it is that you want him to do is what you need to do. We keep talking about the men, the head of the household, but these men don't want to be the head of the household. Let people be who they are. 
Methany, your man don't want to be no head of the household. He wants y'all to be joint head of household. And if that's not what you want, then girl, find somebody who will appreciate your cooking and you laying it down every now and then. Other than that, girl, you're not married. Go ahead on, get on go ahead on and find the next one, girl, because this one, this he might not be the one. Ooh, Janine. Ooh, Janine. Ooh, you broke. Ooh, you just came out with it. Told told this woman, told Methody her man was soft. That was the first sentence out your mouth. I just, wow. And she back there wording and said, yeah, like I said, I said what I said. So <laughs> there's some things I agree with Janine on. And of course, there's some things that I don't. Now, one, I do think your man probably is soft, right? Because when you talk about splitting, because I'm not a big proponent of splitting the bills 50-50. Like if this is somebody that you're trying to make your life partner and you're just testing out the waters, one, I would say get a short-term lease. If you're really going to move forward, get a short-term lease, six months. Yeah, you're going to have to pay an extra $150 a month, but it's going to be worth it, okay? Because otherwise you're going to be paying six months to get out of your lease, okay? So I would say get a short-term lease um, because it's either shit or get off the pot, right? Either he's going to ask you to marry him or not. And after six months, if y'all living together, he don't ask you to marry you. You time, it's time for you to move on. Okay. He's playing games. This is not a, let's see if we can coexist in the same space. Mm -mm. He's trying to make this too permanent. He's trying to shack up for too long. So six months, if you ain't got a ring in six months, it's a problem. So it's December right now. You ain't got a ring by June. Problematic. Okay. Cause after a month or two, he knows whether or not he wants to play house with you eternally or not. The 50-50 thing is what's burning me up. And I say that because I just don't think that's right. Like, I think that women contribute more to the household than men. I, I really do. Because it's, our, it's in our nature to be nurturing. It's in our nature for us to take charge, take control of the household, even if we're not cleaning we're still bringing somebody in there to clean and we're managing them. Even if we're not cooking, we're still making sure you're fed. We're calling you on your way home, asking you if you've done, if you've eaten today, what have you eaten? We're doing the DoorDash. We're getting it ordered. Like that's our job to like make sure people in the household eat and that you're living in like a clean, warm and welcoming environment. So to say 50-50, it's, it's to me like, wait a minute, what? Because either it, are you going to call next week and make sure everybody's eating and make sure everything's clean? I get a week. Like, how can you tell me that? Right. And I say that with respect because I am somebody that makes a decent wage and I live comfortably. And I know that if I am going to bring somebody in my space, they may not be able to afford what I'm bringing them into. I'm very well aware of that, okay? And I'm well aware that whoever I date, financially, I may have to contribute more. But I'm not gonna come with no, I'm not gonna come with whoever I'm, I'm marrying with no 50-50. Just like I wouldn't expect for them to come with me 50-50. I expect for him to bring all the money into the storehouse though, okay? And let me do with it what I will. That I do anticipate whatever it is so that I know that you're contributing the most that you can contribute, even if what you're contributing isn't even a third of what it takes to run the household. It's still that you are doing what you do from a man's perspective, you know, bringing that money to me. And just like in the, back in the day when your grandfather used to get paid and he bring his whole check to your grandma. And she give him $20, $30 for him to go have a drink with the fellas. And then she did what she would and what she needed to with that money. That is what I'm talking about, about contribution and about making sure you're pulling your weight. It's not a financial thing. It's not a you have to pay all the bills thing. But we have to see what you pull it in. And you have to be willing to sacrifice it all for the betterment of this home. And if we have surplus because I make a lot and you making good money then yeah we can both live merrily and you can travel and you can do whatever you want to do and you can splurge a little bit but you got to be willing to say this is what I make you have access to all of it none of this 
I'm what we, we both need to put. How much is the mortgage? The mortgage for forty five hundred. Okay, you bring twenty two hundred. I'm gonna put my twenty two. No, that's silly. Cause you're gonna be looking real crazy when you find out that your girl, whoever, makes a lot more money, and she's gonna be like, sure, I'll put in two thousand a month for mortgage, and you put in two thousand dollars a month, and you trying to pocket your little seven eight hundred dollars you got left over from your check, and guess what? She got three four thousand dollars left over. Then you're gonna be looking silly and salty when you feel that way when you could have just brought all the money into the storehouse. You could have brought all the money in the storehouse. And you would have worked out even better because now you realize that the pot is bigger together than it is apart. That's all I'm saying. It's about you being willing to hustle and put bring it all up. You know you can't pay all the bills. Bring it all that you can up. And as women, guess what? We have a way of finagling. Women, women don't mind working. We're not in the day and age where people have to have to uh, you know stay at home with the kids. We don't mind having a part-time job to, to, to bridge that gap. We don't mind doing that. We don't mind having a full-time job to make sure we bridge that gap. But you're going to have to do something because you can't sit there playing video games looking at us while we hustling and bustling and then go ask me to fix you a sandwich when I walk in the door from a hard day's work. Are you crazy? That's not going to get, get you far. It's not going to get you far. You're going to have to work. Whatever it is, I don't care if you're hustling and bustling. TikToking, selling selling CDs out your trunk, going door to door with flyers. I don't care what it is, but you better be doing something that's showing that you are hustling for your family and you are bringing money into the household. Okay, Nicole, you ready for the second letter? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, this one says, Nicole and Janine, I love you too, but I'm going to try to make this brief and get right to it. I've been married for 10 years to a very kind, nice, sweet guy. I really love him, but over the years, he's become a bit soft. When we first met, he was a big wig executive at a hospital. He was a boss, running things and taking names. He has since started his own practice, which I'm grateful for, but it seems he's become comfortable. Let me explain. Well, my husband doesn't make nearly as much as he made when we first got married. When I suggest that he find ways to supplement the income because we still have the same bills as when we first got married, he diverts his attention to me and my job and what I can do to help. Mind you, I work 40 plus hours a week and make great money. I don't think I should have to work harder because he doesn't feel the need to support his family. My husband also likes to compare and what I call keep score. The other day, I shared with my husband that his behavior wasn't sitting well with me. I specifically told him that I was offended by what he was doing. Rather than him listening to what I had to say and attempting to understand or even change his behavior, he said, well, you do the same thing. I promised that in that moment, I thought, this isn't the man that I married. It can't be. Ladies, my husband isn't extremely masculine. He's just average. He's also not super protective. There are times that he is, but not often. She said, let me also say this. My marriage lacks intimacy and has for years. No dates, no kissing, no sex. I often wonder if this is it. More recently, I've begun to question if he even loves me or if it's just convenient. I also wonder if I'd be better off alone. Thankfully, we don't have children, so I can walk away pretty clean. Ladies, I'm really wondering if I should try to work this out or if I should just cut my losses and move on. Help, signed Tania. You know, I feel like when people ask these questions, they already know what they should do. Um, and I say that because if you are, the longer you stay with somebody that is not living up to your standards, the longer you're saying that you accept this behavior. So to me, you've been with this person 10 years. They're not going to change because you've accepted how they've treated you and how they've contributed for 10 plus years. So why exactly would they change now? 10 years means 
success, right? So my, you know, mother-in-law used to say, if you can make it eight years, then the rest is downstream, right? Downhill. Everything gets easier after eight years. Now that's whether you married or not married, because all y'all people that's thinking, I don't want to marry him because he got issues and you've been together for eight plus years. You got to realize that is common law marriage in a lot of states. Okay. So legally y'all got to go through divorce and separate your assets. Just saying, but they've been together 10 years and you expect for him to all of a sudden change. Why? Because 10 years has kept you where exactly where you are. I do think if you are serious and you want something different, you have no choice but to walk away. Cut your losses and walk away. Otherwise, you're expecting somebody that is has habitually treated you, the house, the situation, the same way for 10 years. And you expect for them to snap their fingers and change? Mm-mm. No, that person's habits, even if they change briefly, will change right back, okay? It takes effort for someone to actually change their habits and their ways, and they have to be wanting to change their habits and their ways. And it sounds like you want to change, but you realize that that, that's not going to happen. And so you're asking us whether you should walk away. You probably asked people over the years if you should walk away. I wonder how many people you asked if you should walk away and cut your losses. I wonder year five, did you say, should I walk away and cut my losses? You know you did. This is not the first time you've asked this. You didn't have an aha moment. You didn't wake up yesterday and say, you know what? I'm going to write to Nicole and Janice and just ask them their opinion. No, you've been asking every Tom, Dick, and Harry their opinion about this situation for years now. And everybody been telling you the same thing. Walk away, walk away, walk away, walk away. You ain't walking away. There's something that keeps you going back. And I don't know what it is, but... Jasmine Sullivan has, a, has an album about this. And so, yeah, it's good, right? But is that keeping you from keeping you going back and going back and going back? And you have to realize, it, do pros and cons. What are the pros? Because we only hear the badness right now. So what are the pros of actually staying put where you are? What are the pros? Because the grass always looks greener when you're in it, right? You're in the middle of a forest. You're like, oh, I'm stuck in the middle of the forest. I can't get out. Then you get out and you look around. You're like, oh, my God, that's such a beautiful view. I want to go visit the forest. So what are the pros and what are the cons? And if, if you have a lot more pros than you're telling us of the cons, then you stay put. If it's something you can't live without, then you stay put. But if you're like, you know what, I don't see any good in this, then you walk away. I think you already know the answer to the question. You just want to hear from us, but I've said it. You got to cut your losses if you want to change, but you have to figure out if you need a change, if you really want to change, or are you just going through the motions and you're bored right now? That's a question that you're going to have to answer and not us. Nicole, that was very nice of you. The pros and the cons. Honestly, I think, Tania, I think that, let me tell you this. We really, as women, have to evaluate if we're with someone because it's convenient for us and this is something that we're familiar with because, you know, it's natural for you to like something that's familiar. You don't want to have to get to know someone all over again because that's a challenge, right? Like you have to open up and be vulnerable to someone else all over again. You have to be mindful of whether you're with this man because it's convenient or if it's because you really genuinely, truly still have the same connection and people change, right? So like you all could be together, but the, the, the true test of a relationship is whether you're committed to one another's happiness and one another's success and the success of the relationship. Y'all are married. Is he still committed to the success of the relationship? Is he doing what he needs to do to make sure that the relationship is successful? Likewise with you, are you doing what you need to do to make sure that the relationship is successful? You brought up something that bothered you and he didn't pay attention to it. So that tells me no. But I also don't know what you're doing, Tania, right? But if you all are not both equally committed to doing what it required for this relationship, I don't know that there's a relationship to be, to be salvaged. 
you you told us that he that he's not really making the money that you need to. It seems like you might be in a deficit. It might you might not be in a deficit. Maybe you all are just used to living a different lifestyle. I don't know. But if he took a job that is paying less money than what he got paid when you all got married and you still have the same kind of bills, then it in my mind, in my life, then he needs to make up the money that he made before we got to this point. Because that's what we agreed upon, right? Now, if that's not what you all agreed upon, then that's not relevant to this conversation. But again, we have financial issues. You said there are intimacy issues and he has respect issues because he doesn't respect what you're telling him when you're saying that something is bothering you. Yeah, Tania, what are you holding on to? That's my question for you. I'm not going to answer your question, should you hold on or should you not? I'm not going to tell you to weigh the pros or cons. I just want you to answer this. What exactly are you holding on to? And when you answer that question, then you will answer the question that you asked us. Should you stay or should you go? If you can't answer that question of what you're holding on to, then there's your answer. Sorry, it doesn't seem like it's not all light and fluffy. But yeah, I, you know, it's if we're out here living the soft life and we're going to be in 2023, I'm not saying walk away from your marriage just, you know, Carmelage, like, oh, okay, whenever it doesn't work for you, walk away. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if both parties are not putting the work in, what are you holding on to? The title, the companionship that's half assed companionship? I'm confused. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I, maybe, maybe I am a little uh, jaded. Who knows? I just feel like if we're writing into it to, Nicole and I, to ask these kinds of questions, you already know the answer. It's not, I'm not sure what you're holding on to. Now, if you think that some counseling and some conversation and some support from outside can help rekindle your marriage and it might be different, then by all means, go for it. But if you are writing into us, it's likely you probably have already done those things, right? Or if you haven't, you don't think that they could work. I say try them, but You've already been together 10 years. If you don't think that that it's worth spending another 10 years in because you think that your husband is soft or just because it's not worth your time anymore and it's not worth the effort that you're putting in or the fact that your husband isn't matching your effort, it's okay to walk away and you don't, you don't have to be apologetic for it. When relationships no longer serve you, it's okay to walk away. It really is. All right, Johnny, thank you for breaking that down so it can forever and ever be broke as, um, what is that? Shout out to Love Jones. I love that movie. Anyway, um, what did you learn new this week, Johnny? Okay, so I actually got this from GQ. So according to GQ, it was a masculinity survey. 59% of men consider themselves completely masculine. But 40% of men consider themselves masculine with feminine traits. So we got 40% of these men out here. And I know that 59 and 40 don't add up. So there's another 1% that kind of somewhere in the middle don't know. But 40% of men. So <sighs> nearly half, nearly half of the men out here consider themselves masculine with some feminine traits. Nicole, what did you learn this week? So there was an article about couples and dating and splitting household expenses. And so I learned the proper way to split household expenses if you are in a relationship that does so. So it says, and I'll, and I'll read it and then I'll give you my two cents on it. Step one, you have partner A's income divided by partner A's income plus partner B's income, right? And that is going to tell you partner A's percentage of the household income right? And then partner B's income is either it's partner B's income over partner A's income plus partner B's income. So the total, so each one of your incomes divided by the total, right? And that's partner B's percentage of household income. So, so that makes sense because then you say like, if you make $6,000 a year, and so you're six thousand dollars. Obviously, you can make more than that, but just bear with me. So six thousand dollars over six thousand plus four thousand. So basically, six thousand over ten thousand is sixty percent, right? Versus four thousand over 
4,000 plus 6,000 is 40%. So that's a that's how you would split the household income. And then step two is the total shared monthly expenses times the partner's uh, percentage is how much partner A contributes. And then the shared monthly expenses times partner B's percentage is how much they contribute. So basically it is like you contribute the percentage of what you bring in, okay? But my two cents is that you also have to take into consideration the amount of household obligations and adjust for that, right? Because that's like a second job. So for example, if the woman is responsible for 75% of the household, then her contribution should be adjusted down by 25% and his adjusted up by 25%. Or maybe it's vice versa. Maybe it's the man that is taking care of most of the household and the woman has a more demanding job. So he's going to be adjusted down by 25%. She's going to be adjusted up by 25%. That is only fair. If you're contributing to the household more, you shouldn't be penalized for contributing to the household more now, should you? So if you want to make up that deficit, then contribute 50-50. Then you can do the calculation as it said above. My two cents. I'm I'm with that. We need to post that so people can know how you're supposed to adjust your household income. Because people out here are getting bamboozled. And I'm not saying that your husband or wife, because whatever agreement you come up with in your household is what you should go by. But what I'm saying is we out here stressing and yeah. Some 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 of us are allowing these men to be soft because we don't want to ruffle no feathers. But I say ruffle said feathers. Ruffle them. You hear? Ruffle them. But to your point, Johnny, if you live if they're living a soft life and she hustling and working, then maybe he should be pulled down twenty five percent and she pushed up twenty five percent for the contribution. Now I don't know how that happens because I feel like women always, even if you're working full time, we always do more in the house than the men, but that's just my two cents. All right, Johnny. So are you ready for the motivational moment? Let's do it. And it says, whether we say it or not, all women want a strong man. Yep. One that can take control. Even if we can handle everything ourselves, we still want to know our man can pull up and take over when needed. Thinking anything else is foolish. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.